Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Recipe for Success. I am your host, Lori Salarulo, and I'm the proud CEO and president of Junior Achievement of South Florida. You know, we have been doing this show now for a little over a year and gosh, I've just heard some amazing stories and journeys from leaders and uh, community leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, and it's been really exciting to learn from all of them. I hope that you have had a chance to watch some of the prior shows. And if you haven't, they are on our website at jasouthflorida.org. Uh, you know, this month is Women's History Month, which is really important for me. It's always been something that I've been focused on. You know, I think it's a time to reflect on the courage, the experiences, and the accomplishments of the women who came before us, right? There's so much more work that we can do, uh, but we've, we've made strides and we need to recognize that and celebrate that. I think it's also for me, especially being uh, in, in the position that I'm in with JA and having the opportunity to influence young people, especially our girls, it's a time for us to pay it forward, right? And make sure that those that will follow us also have the same opportunities, if not more, right, to break those ceilings, as we say. And so let's celebrate that as well. Um, and that's why one of the reasons you'll see a little bit more about it uh, during our break, but you'll see a little bit about our Girls Rule Initiative, which has just exceeded every expectation we could have uh, hoped for this year. So thrilled about that. You'll hear more about that. Today's guest is someone that, gosh, I have not seen her in a long time. So it was great to see her face this morning. Uh, we worked together back when I first started my um, a nonprofit career when I was at Habitat for Humanity. Uh, and so it gives me great pleasure to, to introduce our guest this morning, uh, who's an accomplished C-suite human resource communication, community relations, public affairs, marketing uh, professional for over 30 years. Uh, she's versatile with an excellent record of achievement. Uh, and it is my great pleasure to talk to welcome my old friend and now my new friend again, Rocky Rockingham. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am amazing. How, how could I be anything but? I'm here with you. <laughs> Hey, it's a fantastic day. I have to say, you know, happy Thursday to all your uh, your your listeners. It's great. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting. Oh, thank me. you. No, thanks for accepting the the, the uh, invite. Um, and so it's been a while since we've touched base. And so I'm glad that we're going to have the chance to catch up a little bit. Um, you know, that's I, I didn't even read your full page bio because I wanted to, I want to get right into right. Sure. Rock and your ingredients, right, that have made you successful and, and brought you to where you are today, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanna get right into that. So tell me a little bit about Rocky, um, where you came from and maybe a couple of highlights of how you ended up where you are today. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, ha I have a typical background of many uh, young women of color who grow up in our country. And I grew up in the inner city, uh, had parents who, you know, were, were focused on making sure that we remained, you know, focused on our, our pathway and, and, and achieving success. And so we did that and went to college and went on and started a career and have been pacing my way through in corporate America, I started my career out in, in the auto industry and have continued to pace my way through and transition to uh, uh, consumer products companies and 
And so it's been a really great and fun career. But along the way, I think one of the big things that I've learned, even as I've built a career, you know, and I've and I've built this career, I'm, I, you know, I sit in in human resources currently, uh, having a fun time, really uh, enjoying interacting with people and being impactful in what we do. But at the same time, being able to connect with the community. You know, I think that, you know, when you are uh, impacting people within a business, you also have to understand their connection to the community and what that means to the overall success of the business. And so it's been great even to, you know, sit on boards in the community to really help young people to find career aspirations and opportunities and to see that, you know, they can do this as well. Um, there are many opportunities out there for them to be able to come into corporate America and spread their wings and go to college. And so we do a lot of mentoring in the communities. And, you know, I'm passionate about making sure that you don't get uh, misdirected or misguided by what you do, but that you focus on what's important and and follow your passions and and uh, really try to make a, a difference and, and give back. And so. It's been a great career so far. Uh, I've, I've built a great HR and communications and community um, career that um, I think has gotten me to this point uh, today. And, uh, you know, I continue to look forward to continuing to build that as I go forward. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do in the future, too. Um, you know, a couple of things you mentioned. So you said I grew up as a typical uh, young girl uh, of color. Mm -hmm. So different stories right, mm -hmm. that come from that. And because it's Women's History Month, I wanna to touch on that for one second. You talked about your parents, right, making sure that you stayed on the path. Um, I'm sure that is not the case, right, mm -hmm. for every guest that I that I have on here, especially uh, women or men, for that mm -hmm. matter, of color. Um, and so talk a little bit about that. You know, we, we are doing this Girls Rule Initiative and I was reading some research and it said, that by the age of six, girls begin to form their their you know uh, opinions of themselves based on perceptions and stereotypes that are placed on them. Now those could be gender stereotypes or uh, race racial stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that if you wouldn't mind. I totally agree. In fact, uh, you know I've always said uh, a lot. Uh, you said six. I think by eight, your character is formed. Uh, because, you know, I think that you understand words clearly, you understand what they mean, you understand their associations. And so um, I totally agree that, you know, your outside influences then start to make an impact on, you know, how you think and who you are. And and so it's important, and it, and it may not just be parents, it may be, you know, your aunts and uncles, it may be your teachers, it may be, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Smith who lives next door or somebody who's important in a community. But what adults have to understand is that particularly with with young people of color is that the words that you use with them, the things that you feed into them and say to them are impactful and it makes mm -hmm. a difference. You know, for me, it happened to be, you know, my mother was constantly on us and constantly in my ear saying, you know, you can do anything but you have to put your mind to it. You have to focus on it. Yes, there are going to be things in this world that uh, are not, are, are going to appear to be blockers, 
but use them as opportunities. There are going to be things that come against you that it looks impossible for you to go to the next step, but push past those because you, like everyone else, have the opportunity to do whatever it is you put your mind to and want to do, but you need to work hard to do that. And so for me as a young person, you know, I believed that. And so because I believed it, I embraced it and followed that and have pushed through throughout my life. Has everything been easy? It has not. But at the end of the day, I think that you use those milestones as learning opportunities. You know, you don't, you know, you don't let, you know, things define you. You don't let experiences define you. You, you let them make you stronger. You let them teach you, but you have to be willing to learn along the way. Um, You know, I've always said that it doesn't matter how big you get or how much experience you have or how much uh, wealth you acquire. You have to be willing to continue to learn because if you have that spirit and understanding of learning, then you can continue to grow and continue to give back. I think at the same time, um, as you as you progress, as you grow, uh, one of the things that I found that has helped me to continue to excel is the fact that I'm open to giving back, you know, that I don't just hoard it for myself, you know, but I, I'm always doing a self check to say, you know, am I on the right path? Am I, am I doing my part to, you know, bring up the next person because somebody did it for me. And there were lots of fantastic people in my life along the way. You know, my parents were the initial voice of course, but there were, there were teachers, there were friends, there were neighbors, there were, you know, people in the community who really just said, you know, you, you have something. And so I'm going to make sure that I help you navigate that path. Which yeah. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I, I, I'm writing like a, a crazy person, <laughs> all your ingredients here, because uh, everything you talked about, right. You have taken with you throughout your journey. And so I, I want to go back. You just ended that with people telling you, you had something. And I often say, that person has it or mm-hmm. they don't have it. And it's not that they don't have it. They can develop it. And I can't always define what it is, right? It's, it's sometimes it's just, you just know when it's there. What's that something they saw in you, Rocky? I think it's, 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 um, it's grit. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's persistence. I think it's, uh, an intuitive, uh, thought of wanting to do better. You know, I don't, I think it was, you know, I, I, and I always say this all the time, you know, even with, with my teams, with people who work for me, with people around me, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm. Um, you know, do I want to do my homework? Do I, do I want to be uh, keen upon everything that I'm doing? Absolutely. But I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room because I want to surround myself with smart people to be able to collaborate, to get us to where we need to go. And so, but I think what, what people saw in me was this, this, uh, this desire to just achieve, this desire to, to move forward in spite of things that were going on around me. I think, I think one of the big things I saw was courage, you know, the courage to just, you know, take hold of what you were given and push forward. I, oh my gosh, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. And and so, you know, in, in what we do at JA, right, especially with the Squirrels Initiative, you know, I often wonder, is someone born with a desire to achieve? Is it environmental? Is it something we can instill? 
What's your it thoughts? I, you know what? It's interesting. I think that we can encourage, we can inspire, we can't um, force you to do anything, but we can plant seeds. You know, mm. some people were going to grab them, others are not. But what happens is if you're hearing, you know, constantly, it, it's interesting because it could be one, one, one phrase that catches you, that makes you say, hmm, there's a possibility that could work for me. But I think that, yes, I think it's taught. I think it's learned. I think it's learned behavior. I don't think, I think you're born with, you know, the desire to hear, but I think you're inspired to achieve. Mm, love that. Love it, love it, love it. So you talk about planting seeds, right? Just now um, being in HR, I mean, gosh, the world of human resources has changed dramatically. Then you're also in communications, which has changed dramatically. Talk a little bit about that in your career over the years, right? What, what you know, maybe one or two really th things that stand out that are so different. And, and we talk about this a lot. I have a couple of friends and they do a little huddle. I don't know if you've heard of this, the Noodleberg huddle in the morning. And we, Steve and I talked about this offline and his son is right. The new generation. And I said, when I was coming up in the corporate world, you didn't have a seat at the table if you weren't at the sea level, right? Right. You were told what, what, you know, you were going to do and how probably how to do it. And you didn't really have the chance to be innovative or, right, the chance to be able to give your opinion the way our young younger people or the way our employees do today, you know, and to have access to a C-level. I mean, first of all, I was with a very large company, but you didn't even have access to the lead person in New York City, right, in our office. Sure. Talk a little bit about how the world has changed, right, from a human resource perspective. Well, I think a, a few things. One, it's, you know, we, our generations of, of people have changed. And so now when you look in the workforce, we have several generations you have from baby boomers to, you know, gen Xers and Zers. And so they work very differently. And so even before this, this pandemic came upon us, which we've never experienced before, we were already starting to see a change in corporate America because we were already shifting because we've got people who work differently, who see the world differently. You know, young people just perceive work and professional professionalism very differently than someone who's been in corporate America like us for many years, who I call old school. You know, right. they 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 look at us and they're like they see relics. And so it's 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 comical. But what they don't understand is that, you know, our philosophy is that you pay your dues. You right. you work hard, you pay your dues, you you take stair steps to achieve. But for them, they feel like once they've done it and mastered it in a couple of years, they should be promoted to the next level. They should be able to move to the next level, be able to do the next thing. So one of the important things that I think, particularly in corporate America, that's had to be bridged is that you have to allow young people, if, if they're high achievers, you have to allow them to achieve and open the doors and do it unconventionally, perhaps. And then if they achieve slower, you have to help them along. So you have to use some of those what we call old school tactics in terms of helping them to stair step to create careers. But I think, you know, what we're seeing now is we're seeing uh, young people because of startups, you know, because of such great new ideas, because of technology. You know, they're they're 
accelerating at a very high and fast paced rate. Some of them burn out very quickly and see and then, and then decide that they're done with corporate America and they want to go do something that allows them to give back and they walk away, which is very different from careers of old. You just stuck with it, whether you liked it or not. You can be miserable in your job, but you stuck with it, which, and you know, it's refreshing. It's great that young people nowadays feel that, you know, if I'm not passionate about it, and if I, if I, if I lose that commitment, then I'm just going to walk away and do something different. And, and, so go back I, and go back and live with my parents, which for me was like, <laughs> that's exactly right. you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> no, I love my parents. I'm kidding. Yeah. But but once you get a taste of that freedom, right? I know for me, I did not want to go back. I was very independent. But um, by the way, I want to do a little shout out. Our friend, Andy Cagnetta says, ah. two of my favorite heroes in one place. So hi, Andy. <laughs> hi, um, Andy. Love him. Absolutely. Love, love him to death. I was just on his podcast the other day. Um, but you talk about that and you talk about um, change, right? You're, uh, you're in a place of change right now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about that a little bit before the show of, you know, reinventing and, and figuring out and having the courage to make that change. Like you just said, the younger generation, they're not afraid to make those changes, no. right? And I can tell you when I went through my divorce, I was a stay-at-home mom for a little while. My oldest, I think you know, was born with mm -hmm. Down syndrome. And so I said, you know what? Been there, done that, was a CFO. I don't need to go back into finance. So I'm going to stay home and I'm going to figure out how to make, you know, do everything I can for Patrick. Um, but I immediately, because of my personality, got involved in boards and, and you know, doing all kinds of things for kids with disabilities or kids at risk. And, um, and then when I went through the divorce, I said, okay. So I go back to corporate. And because I kept my skills up by doing a lot of nonprofit stuff. And my friend said, no, you need to go to nonprofit. And I was like, what do I know about being a nonprofit? And she's like, you've been doing it, right? You just don't realize. And so uh, using those skill sets to do something different. So that was a scary time. I, I remember that. Talk a little bit about the change that you talk about when you're going through changes, even if, if they're changes we want to go through. Right. Sure. That you talked about courage and, and having the ability to go through that. Well, you know, it's interesting. And it's interesting that as as women in particular, I would say, you know, we're we're we tend to pause and we, we hesitate at change because for some reason in, in our psyche, we believe that, you know, making big changes is not a good thing. And it, it takes us off balance and it's it's there's a lot of uncertainty with it. And so if we're trying to be, you know, certain with things and we want to make sure that we've got our pathway straight, change disrupts that. And so um, so often we're afraid to just, you know, make a pivot and, you know, do something different. But I always, you know, I always say that you have to be courageous and own your own choices. And it's OK, because when you do that, then, you know, you step out because you're relying upon the experiences that you've had in life, you're relying upon the things that you've done in life, you're relying upon those people who've rallied around you in the past before, and you can continue to push forward. I think that so often, you know, we don't, we're not encouraged to just uh, 
be courageous, to stand on the edge, to to make a change that could be something completely different from what you're doing. And you're a perfect example of that, Lori, you know, where, you know, how do you not go back to your corporate career that was thriving and decide to make such a change and such a pivot and go into something different and be able to imagine success? You know why? It's because you'd been successful already. Mm. And so because you've been successful in one path, you understand what it means and you understand how to apply those basic skills to whatever it is you want to do. And yeah. so once you pivot, yeah. It's scary though sometimes. <laughs> it is. Well, well, you know what it is scary because guess what? You guess what we've been taught that, you know, when you start all over again, you got to start at the bottom and then you got to go through this and it's going to be really hard and you're not going to be able to achieve. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, the experience and the opportunity is what you make it. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is. It's what we're going to let that simmer for a minute and take a break. And then we're going to come back. Uh, Andy Cagnetta threw a question in there also talking about change. So we'll start with that when we get back. So Fantastic. we're just going to take a short break and let that simmer. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Hugat St. Hubert. I am a senior at Stranahan High School, and I'm also a student ambassador at Junior Achievement of South Florida. What is my superpower? Well, my superpower is self-motivation. There is no greater feeling than waking up every day telling yourself that you can do it and you will do it. So today, I encourage you to practice the same mindset every single day. You can achieve anything you set your mind to. I am super, super excited for the Girls Rule event. I'm ready to be inspired by these amazing and inspiring women. And thank you so much in your achievement for putting this together. I look forward to it. How can you not get the goosebumps? I've seen it a hundred times, but I, I love it. I mean, this initiative has just, oh my gosh, I, I literally do have the goosebumps. Uh, you get as one of our students, 16 years old. I mean, um, I was I was with a couple of our uh, entrepreneurial students yesterday talking about how they never even imagined that they could start a business, right? And know how to run it um, and get through the challenges and the changes that they had to go through. And she took the one uh, young lady talked about the confidence that she's built. And she said, I've been through 11 years of school and not one thing I've done has taught me this kind of confidence, right? It's taught me a lot of things, but not this kind of confidence. And so I love that we're creating these young people who will, like you said, go out there and be innovative and be courageous. Um, and so um, I hope everybody will join us. Actually, on Wednesday, uh, we had our launch last week with our keynote speaker, Kara Golden from Hint uh, Water. And then on Wednesday, we'll be with probably a couple, two to three hundred uh, young high school girls with our facilitators and sponsors who will be leading them and inspiring them in 16 workshops. So really excited about Wednesday, first time event. That's so fantastic. we're going to drag you in next year, Rocky, for sure. <laughs> getting you in there. Um, um, Andy talked about um, when you were talking about change, he threw a question into the um, chat about changes in leadership, right? Not just changes in general in the world or change in a career, 
But when you're in an organization um, and you've been through several changes in leadership, right? Navigating that, right? So talk a little bit about that, especially in HR, you've got direct contact with leadership, right? So, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's interesting because, you know, leadership, in my opinion, has different levels. You know, when you, when you first go into an organization, whether it be corporate or not corporate, if you're leading people, you know, you go from being an individual contributor to being a manager, to leading people who are actually doing the work. And then you go from leading people who are doing the work to leading leaders. And so how you do that is different and how you mix that in is different. And so I think that it's important that as we grow our leadership skills, because leadership is key in terms of keeping a connection and collaboration across an organization, you know, as we as we build our leadership skills, it's important that we become we, we maintain the openness of communication. You know, we have to we have to listen well. We have to, you know, be good communicators. We have to not take things personal, because I think at the end of the day, when you're a good leader, you want to empower people to do what they do. But at the same time, you want to be able to be flexible enough to pivot and change. And so as you get new leaders, as you supervise new leaders, as you interact with new leaders, it's okay if you decide that you're not going in the same direction. That's okay because that's change. And, you know, we work with different people differently. And so we just have to learn to adjust and, you know, move on and understand that the experiences that we've had have helped to shape us and then take those on to the next experience and opportunity. Yeah. You know, I shared with you before about that, that um, job that I had um, here down here um, about halfway through my nonprofit career and realized that we were just not going in the same direction. Uh, it wasn't a matter of, of liking the person or, or any of that. It was just where, where I thought we were going was not where that person, they kept changing the direction. And eventually um, I don't know that I would have ever done that before, but I think it was my confidence, right? And saying, wait a minute, I've been in situations where I've had to settle or, or live with, right? Things that didn't make me happy or feel good or, right, feel in, uh, empowered, as, as mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time, I felt like I had the courage um, and I think a lot of that came from going through my divorce because if, if I could do that, I could, mm -hmm. listen, three years of that divorce, I could do anything. Okay. <laughs> so, so it was the first time that I was able to have the courage. Well, the second time to walk away because it was not, it wasn't, my values were not being right. Um, were not aligned with, with the other person or the company. And you know, it's interesting because there's so many distractions going on around us, but what we have to be conscious of is not to let the distractions move us off track. You know, mm. we can't let circumstances, you know, dictate how we think about things or our attitude about things because we have choices in life. You know, success is, is not a, a final, you know, failure is not fatal. I mean, we go through things, we go through change, but you know, it's about the courage that we continue to have that counts. And so, you know, there's no, this is it and it's over. Right. Follow your passions, you know, have integrity as you do it. It's okay that, you know, something doesn't work. 
it just, it's a lesson. It's an opportunity to do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell my daughter that all the time. She's like, mom, I failed. I'm like, you didn't fail. Let's, let's not focus on what you, that you think you failed, but let's focus on what did you learn through this, right? That's exactly and right. What would you do differently next time, right? If there is anything, maybe you wouldn't do things differently. Right? Exactly. I always said I was going to do t-shirts that said failure is not fatal. Right. Like, you're I not going to die. You're, you're, you're not going to bleed out. <laughs> so I'm going to start to read my gosh. I, 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 I like ran out of room on the page. Uh, I'm going to read the ingredients uh, that I took from our conversation. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm done, I'm going to ask you either which one of these or mm -hmm. one that maybe you haven't mentioned is your main ingredient to success. So some of the ones that I took away, you talked about uh, at the very beginning, good parents, which I kind of put together with mentors, right? People who influence us and making sure that we have them around us. Um, connecting with your community was important. Uh, focus on what's important. Following your passion. You mentioned that several times. Um, who you, you briefly went over this, but I, I caught it and I think it has so much to do even today is who do we associate ourselves with, right? You talked about it in your younger years, but I think it's just as true uh, as we go through um, through the years. Uh, words are impactful, not only right, taking in what people say to us, but also how we uh, communicate with others. Use blockers as opportunities, love that and push past the obstacles. Work hard, right? Got to work mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. um, don't let the experiences define you, let them teach you. Mm. Gosh, I mean, God, there's so many quotes in here. Right? <laughs> you do that or you should write a book, one or the other. Uh, be willing to learn along the way, give back and bring the next person up behind you or beside you. Self-awareness, you, you know, you didn't actually say these words, but you are so self-aware. And I think in a leader, you know, my coach always says that to me. He goes, you you bring things to our sessions. You're so self-aware of when something doesn't feel right or right, or you didn't say it right, or you could have handled it differently. And so I think that that is so critical in being a strong and a, a good leader. Uh, grit and persistence, intuition. You talked about those being that thing people saw in you. Desire to, to make things better, um, to do them better. Never be the smartest person in the room. Although I always say that in my Vistage group, I say, you know, listen, I'm the, the you guys, I'm, you're all smarter than me. And it's interesting. They say, look, we may be smarter in some things, but you're smarter in others. And that's mm -hmm. what makes it work, right? But mm -hmm. I love that I'm constantly learning from them. Never be the smartest person in the room. Desire to achieve, courage to chase those dreams. Plant seeds and people goes back to helping the, the next person. Own your own choices, flexibility, communication. Don't take things personally, I think, as women. Uh, I think this is one we probably need to work on. Um, I hear that from a lot of people. I love this. You're born with the desires. You're born with desire and you learn to achieve. Did I get that right? That's correct. Okay. I want to make sure I got that one right because that was classic. Mm -hmm. Stay on track, right? Don't let distractions throw you off. And failure is not fatal. Lots of, lots of, Rocky, there's a book in here somewhere, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, and so I hope that you decide to write uh, your story and your journey because I think that it would be extremely interesting and inspiring for so many people. Uh, tell me now, 
What is Rocky Rockingham's main ingredient to success? I would say it's two, two parts. The one is be courageous and own your own choices uh, because you can't allow distractions to affect who you are and circumstances to determine what your attitude is. If, 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 it's, if you're passionate about it, go for it. And the other part of that is don't let what you do define who you are. You know, it's okay to have beliefs and values and stick to them and, but, but follow your passion, you know, because at the end of the day, your reputation is made in a moment, but your character is built over an entire lifetime. Mm. And so you have to continue to build upon that. You have to continue to define who you are and try and do different things, but don't get stuck with having, you know, a profession or what you do or a job define who you are, because what happens is if that goes away, then it cuts very deep and then you find yourself questioning who you are. But I think at the end of the day, if you're open minded about what you want to do, the more open you are, the more rational you're thinking, you know, the, the greatest and bigger and better achievements that you can have. Yeah, boy, I have to tell you what your last comment just really hit home for me because it's something that I've been observing uh, most recently, my mom is um, just turned 85 and she was a superintendent of schools, right? Powerhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Strong, amazing woman, um, amazing role model. But my mom came up right before us. Mm -hmm. even, um, and when women were were not, I mean, her father said, just, you know, go, go have babies. Right. What do you mean you want to go? To That's college, right. right? Um, and so but my mom worked so hard to achieve all those things that she had no other interests, right? Except for her kids, you know, her family probably. But now I'm watching her and I'm thinking, I don't want to be, I, I like, she doesn't have girlfriends. She never mm -hmm. had time for girlfriends. She doesn't have hobbies, right? She never had time to volunteer and give back. And I'm thinking, yeah, no, I need to, I'm so glad that I've cultivated other interests um, and have my group of, of, you know, my crew or my posse, um, mm -hmm. because we're all going to be in the same boat at some point. Right. And Absolutely. so that is so important not to put all your eggs basically into one basket is what you're saying. Yeah. Rocky, I have to tell you that it was worth the wait to have you here. I know we, we tried to get this scheduled for months. It has been so worth it. The comments, um, Andy just said he's sending it to his kids. He wants them to hear, uh, hear us both. Yeah, these, are, these, you know, I was just watching a, a a little movie clip the other day of the movie. I don't know if you saw it with Dennis Quaid, and it's it was a scene of sales, and he punched his new boss, who's really young, in the face. And somebody asked why he punched me. He said, "Well, because he called me a dinosaur." But meanwhile, the di they went in to make a sale, and the dinosaur had built the relationship and got the sale. The other guy was just spitting out numbers and, you know, just mm -hmm. trying to pitch. Um, and you know what? So there's something to be said for us dinosaurs, I think. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. And we're not done yet, girl. That's for sure. <laughs> not <laughs> so done yet. And everybody should hear it.
We are not done yet. We are not done. Absolutely. Um, we've got a lot more people to inspire and empower and a lot more to do. And so I'm so glad we reconnected. I hope that we I, we absolutely will stay in touch. I want to hear uh, about what's coming for you in the future and things that you're going to do. Um, and maybe when this all settles down, we can even grab a cup of coffee one day. I would love that. So I would love thank that. You thank sharing. you so much for having me. And thank you for all that you're doing in the community and, and inspiring young people. I think it's amazing. Thanks. And so thank you very much for that. Thank you. Thanks for everything you do. And thanks everyone for watching today. Andy, I want to hear what your kids think of this, of the uh, episode today. So give us some feedback, but thanks everyone for watching uh, and for listening and being inspired and, and being open, right, to learning. Uh, so we'll see you next time on JA's Recipe for Success. Keep on cooking. Be well. Thank you, Rocky. Mm -hmm.